welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Lan. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. And we are live on Facebook. All right. Um, welcome everyone joining us on Facebook uh, for our State of the Nation uh, live broadcast. Um, we're just we're getting set to begin the discussion. Uh, just um, we're going to wait just to get um, uh, all our panelists in. We have some panelists that are already here joining us. I'm gonna be bringing more, some other panelists that just came in right now to join us in this video. Uh, so, all right. So, thank you. Um, uh, the panelists are just joining. Uh, we will ask you to please start your video so that we can see your faces. We're already live on Facebook. Okay. All right, so thank you once again. Um, I'm gonna ask you, first of all, those of you that are joining us on Facebook, uh, I wanna ask you to please uh, share this video so that more people can you know, partake of it. So I'm gonna go right ahead and do that right now and just share this video. You can also do a watch party. Close the door for me. You can do a watch party also, um, you know, so that um, some people can, and other people can join us. I'm asking the panelists to do the same too, even though we're on Facebook. Let's um, go ahead, if you can access your Facebook, um, go to uh, my page which is uh, Dr. Gregory Jewala or facebook.com at Pastor Land. That's where we're, where we're streaming from. I'm gonna share it on my, uh, my page, the LDC page right now so that um, everybody can have access to it uh, in a moment. So thank you all for joining this broadcast. Okay. Let's go now. All right, so I have shared it on the LDC page. So it's streaming. Those of you that are joining us from the Light Development Center page, you should be able to see the broadcast there right now. And also on my personal uh, page too, you'll be able to see it there. All right. So, Thank you all for joining. Um, I would like to quickly introduce uh, our panelists today uh, for this uh, Light 360 broadcast. Um, we have, you know, with us here some very esteemed people uh, from all the way from South Africa. Um, I am in Chicago, 
currently, but we're privileged to have people, uh, these wonderful people joining us uh, all the way from South Africa. Uh, awesome, awesome. Uh, they've all gone through the leading lights training and uh, they, I mean, they have a testimony to share, but you know, in their own right, there are people who are making a lot of impact. Um, they are people that are living their life um, in purpose to be a blessing to people. So we just wanted to have a discussion today just to talk about, you know, what's going on in the world right now, um, how our purpose intersects with it. So the Life360 is just showcasing people who are lighting up their nation, who are lighting up everywhere. We're, we're just, just a relaxed chat where we just share the story. And we're going to be doing this series uh, for some time now. This is, uh, this, this first series is called State of the Nation. So we want to just talk about different nations. Next week, we're going to bring people from another nation and we're going to continue that way. We're going to have some individual chats with people here too next week. But this is a panel discussion that we're having today. So let me start by introducing our panelists uh, for today. Um, we have um, Fred, Freddie Trout here. Um, hello, Freddie. Good to have you around. Hey, hello, Pastor. Good to be around. Yeah, Good thank you here. for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. So I will let you talk about yourself some more a little later, but let me just introduce everybody. And okay. then uh, we have uh, Miss uh, Claire Slinger here also from South Africa. Thank you, Claire, for joining us. We appreciate I'm so you. Happy. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. And then we have... Um, Brother Tim Okwade, also from South Africa. Uh, let's, uh, let's appreciate him. <laughs> he lives in South Africa. <laughs> thank you thank for joining Thank you so us. much. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me. Hi, everyone on Facebook. <laughs> okay. And then uh, we, we have um, Pastor George Williams, um, all the way from South Africa. Hello, also, everybody. Pastor Williams, thank you. Thank you for joining us. And then I- Hello everybody, I'm excited to be with you tonight. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we have somebody whose who video seems to be very dark. Yeah. Um, and it's Umpumelelo Lubisi. Um, did I pronounce your name well? You know, I've been practicing it. <laughs> So, also joining us from South Africa, you're going to hear a little bit more about his own story too. Uh, so, welcome. Thank you for joining. If you can hear me, you could just uh, say hello to the audience yeah. on Facebook. Good night, everyone. Good night, Pastor. I'm trying my best, but I'm so dark. I don't know. Maybe you should put, maybe you should put your, your phone flash on. Sorry? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> The flash on your yeah, phone. that's fine. That's fine. So we will, you know, if you can get more light, that will be fine. But it's okay. I mean, we can hear your voice too. Uh, so, um, so want to thank you for joining. Us. Well, I'm going to start with a quick prayer. So we're going to start everything. So if you are joining us on Facebook, one more time, please share this video. Share this video um, so that other people can be a part of it. Do a watch party, something so that we can spread the word. 
Uh, so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity to be able to uh, come together uh, like this, to share and to talk about what you are doing in our lives, what you are doing in the world, uh, to be able to hear the stories of people and what is going on uh, in their lives as they are working in their divine purpose. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to do it through this medium uh, that we can speak to people and encourage people uh, through, this, uh, through this means. We pray that you will guide our discussion. Let everything that we're going to discuss today all be led by you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I forgot to introduce uh, Peace, Udechuku uh, Ezeka, who is the leading light uh, coordinator, uh, international coordinator for the leading light training and the COO of the Life Development Center. So we're privileged to have you here. She's also in Chicago. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, I know you said you don't want to participate in the conversation, but um, <laughs> I don't think you have a choice, guys. Okay, I'm a choice. <laughs> All right. So, so let's uh, let's go on and um, let's let's just begin talking. If you have any questions, please um, you can ask it on Facebook, and we'll pass it across to the panel. Uh, Peace will help us to monitor that. Um, so, you know, just put it there under the video, and then we will. So we'll have, we'll have it. Uh, all right, so so let's start. Um, you know, and any of you can go can go first. First of all, the first uh, question is: Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. So, what you do in terms of you know your kingdom place, and just just tell us some things about yourself for people to get to know you a little bit. Just a few minutes each. So. Um, should we start ladies first, Claire? Yes, ladies first. Okay. I'm so grateful to be here and to be part of these discussions because leading lights is leading lights. That is what it is. My name is Claire Kimberly Slingers and I'm from Avian Park, Worcester, South Africa. And we are running a... Uh, different organizations in the area, NPOs, which is the National Association. Hello? Yes, we can hear you clearly. We can hear you. If we can right. have people mute. Yeah, if you can mute. Okay, I'm going to mute everyone. Well, yeah, why should you talk? And right. we... Um, yes, continue. Continue, please. Of which I am the chairperson. And it is really, really a privilege to work in the community with our people. And all I want to be in the in the in the whole of Booster, I want to be a leading light. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So from Worcester, from Avian Park. We're going to hear a little bit more about Avian Park, you know, as we go further. All right, uh, let's go to Tim. Please, could you introduce yourself? Uh, you can unmute yourself and, yeah. Okay, okay. I did. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, my name is Timothy Okunade and um, this is my first time on Facebook Live. So, <laughs> hi everyone. <laughs> um, I am with uh, YWEN, Youth with a Mission in Worcester. 
and I'm also with uh, Sakeni. Sakeni means South African, Kenyan, Nigeria, and uh, that makes Sakeni. So we're actually busy with HIV and AIDS prevention program and human trafficking in, in an area called endurance. Uh, so Leading Light has been very nice to me. The training really opened my mind and opened my eyes to a lot of things. And um, I've been using some some of the skills I learned in living, I learned in leading light, you know, to run some of the program we are doing in, in the community. Awesome, thank you. We'll talk a little more about that later. All right, let's go to uh, Freddie. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm also very grateful to be part of these discussions tonight. Uh, well, it's, it's evening in, 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 in South Africa. Um, I'm, a, I'm a born Capetonian. I was born and raised in Cape Town. Um, up until the age of six, you know, we, uh, my parents moved to a different part of Cape Town. Um, I'm staying currently in George for the past almost 15 years. This month is the 15th year. And uh, I run an organization here in George called People Against Substance Abuse. And um, we focus on uh, prevention and life skills training in schools, specifically from grade seven and grade six, grade six and seven up until grade 12. Um, to help learners to, to dream again about their futures, you know. So we do it through education. Um, we also link them up with, with um, you know, afterwards with um, pool clubs, you know, and dart clubs to, to keep them busy in the afternoons and over weekends. I myself uh, come, I, I've, I've been clean out of drugs for 20 years this year. Um, mm -hmm. August will be 20 years. Uh, I was a drug addict for 12 years, and I also used to belong to a gang. I was a gang leader for 10 of those 12 years and mm. committed a lot of crime, you know, things that I'm not proud of. Um, mm. But um, God is using that today to, to help me educate kids and, mm. you know, help them not to make the same mistakes and to make the same um, choices that I made. And it's been going well. It's been going well. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You know, we'll hear more about that as we go on. Uh, Pastor George William, uh, please uh, please introduce yourself very briefly for the audience. Hi, good day, everybody. Good evening. Uh, George Williams is my name from Worcester in the Western Cape. Um, my job here, what I'm currently doing, as a I'm a pastor of a local church in town, and except for that, I'm helping my wife doing community development. And I'm excited to be a leading light in our community. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. I think we lost one of our panelists. Hopefully, uh, he will join us um, as we move on. You know, we have all these network issues that usually happen. Uh, so, but we're going to just uh, keep on rolling on. So, the first question that I would like us to discuss is this We came last year for the leading life training in South Africa. Um, what was your experience at the Leading Life Training? What did it do to you? Uh, what, and what did it spark in your life? What, what, what was it for you? And anybody can go first. After Leading Life Training, I was a new born person, you know? <laughs> My vision changed the way I see community. Since leading lights training, it was like a boost of energy. Mm. It was like an, an energy injection that I got. Mm. 
And whatever I do now is God first mm. and everything else follows. Yeah. So for me, it it's like I see the community and the poor people and the the person who's drunk on the street, I, I, I look at them with new eyes, through new eyes. Because you don't know what, what, what the reason are behind what they are doing. Prior to leading lights, ah, what is this drunk person doing? You know, don't ask me for anything. Now I will reach out after leading lights. I must, I, I want to add that there's more of God energy in me since leading life. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. That's a powerful testimony. That's a powerful testimony. So she says, uh, first of all, she's a new, it was like she became a new person. She became God-focused. And God then focused. it was like a jolt of energy. So everything she does right yes. now is just centered around God, the purpose, and you know, she just begins to uh, reach out to other people. And we're going to hear more about what you are doing. Uh, as we continue yeah. this conversation. All right, so let uh, any other person can go, our panelists. Okay, uh, well, I'll go next. Um, well, for me, leading life, the leading life training, you know, sort of gave me a fresh um, sense of purpose, if I can put it like that. You know, I've always, I've always known, you know, since I entered ministry 14 years ago, um, I've always been aware of my, of my purpose and what I'm here for. You know, when I when I came to George, um, I came here with with, with with a different plan for my life. I wanted to sort of start over, um, but you know, I met some people here, and I remember one night sitting in a little cell group, and this lady said to me, "You know, um, you know, it doesn't matter what you think, how you came to George, or what you came here to do." Um, and she said these words to me that um, God brought you here to George for a very specific reason. You know, and I, I sort of, you know, didn't pay any attention to it um, until about six months later, you know, when, when some things happened to me and I ended up in hospital and I was angry at God first, you know, because of these things that were happening to me. But the, the point is, you know, I was angry because I was, I was not um, following God's purpose for my life, you know, and, and I had to come back to that. And, and for, for me to, be, to, to come back to that, the things that happened to me had to happen. And, and because then I was quiet, I wasn't moving around, I couldn't move around. And I had to sort of dig in into my relationship with God. I had to deepen that relationship. You know, because you got nothing to do, I can't walk, I can't, I can't work. So all I did was read the Bible and, and talk to God and my relationship sort of deepened, you know. And that I must say that time was the first time that, uh, that I experienced the Holy Spirit as a person, you know, mm. in my life that I can have a relationship with, that I can talk with. And since then, it's become, it's become my, my best friend, you know. Mm. And the leading lights training, you know, sometimes you get, you know, you get comfortable in your in your purpose in what you do you know so mm -hmm. so you don't plan anymore you, you you sort of come it comes naturally that's what you do every day but mm -hmm. since the leading lights training you know it sort of brought me back to the beginning why mm -hmm. am i here why am i doing what i'm doing and, and i must tell you when i when i came back to george um in the beginning of this year when i started ministering in the first school you know mm -hmm. even the teachers 
come in and say that there's a new fire in you. You know, there's, mm. a, more, there's a new zeal in you. You're ministering with much more urgency and, and, and seriousness, you know, to, to, to sort of get the message across to kids, you know. So the, 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 the leading life training has, has really done a lot for me. Not only, not only in the ministry, but even in my personal life and my, my marriage. You know, we've um, my, we, we, we've grown closer to our kids. We're spending more time with our kids. We're doing more things, you know, but things on purpose. You know, we're doing mm -hmm. things on purpose, and, and yeah. also, you know, discipling our kids. You know, we we're doing you know communion together, and we wash mm -hmm. each other's feet, and you know, being a servant. You know, we're mm -hmm. even serving our kids. You know, so the little yeah. life training has been amazing to us. Wow, yeah, been amazing. Awesome. and I regularly I regularly go back to my notes also. You know, the things that I wrote down, just to refresh my mind. Um, and yeah. it's, I've been looking through the photos. This, this afternoon, I've been looking through some of the photos as well. And mm. it's amazing, you know. I, I mean, it's been so long ago already. And yeah. um, one of these days, like I said to you, the Apostle Len, one of these days this year, you're coming to George to come and present it. Yeah, um, but we would like to come to George, you know. When... When everything is, when all this is, yes, there, you know? yes, yes, you know, you mentioned photos. I, you know, sometimes I go through the photos. I actually did it yesterday. I went through the photos again for South Africa, yeah. and I was, I felt something just going through that photo. Look, like I could feel yeah. the moment. And some of the videos when people were dancing, I could feel yeah. that moment. It's just, yeah. it's amazing the atmosphere um, that uh, that the leading life training carries. All right, um, Pastor George. Uh, for me, the leading lights after you guys, after you left, uh, man of God, uh, the leading lights for me made me realize that every individual in our community got purpose and they got potential. And we as, as, as individuals, we need to go to them and bring the best out of them. For me, and, and, and one more thing that stood out for me is we, we can't expect for money just to come. We need to, as Jesus said, we need to take over. We need to occupy and I'm in the process now to start my own business, except from church, but to start my own business, to fund the ministry, to fund the kingdom of God, and to fund yeah. more activities. Because we, yeah. we, we, we um, leading lights make me realize most of us, we are waiting for money to come through the mailbox. But I realize yeah. that money needs to be created. And we need yeah. to encourage our, our other people to go out and dig in themselves, discover their potential and purpose, so they, yeah. they can create their wealth. And encourage yeah. others to do the same. Yeah. Very, very powerful. Very powerful. Yeah. Money has to be created. You can't just wait. Everything has to be created. The, the law. Yeah. We talked about the law of inertia in the living life training. Yeah. That you know, one of the things you have, the force you have to overcome is inertia. You know, you have to act. You have to go ahead and do these things that you are learning. A lot of people learn a lot of things, but they never go into action. And that training okay. was designed to get people into action. So I'm very glad to hear that, Pastor. Um, Tim. Oh, yes. Um, for me, there's so much I want to say, but I'll just narrow it down. And I'll borrow from Pastor Pastor George Williams. It really, <laughs> it really blew me out that we can create. We shouldn't be waiting for money to come through the mail or whatever. So that really is one of the things I've been thinking about also that, look, uh, do we have to wait for money to come from an individual or something before you do what God wants you to do? And uh, uh, the idea of you creating, you know, wealth to drive your ministry has been, you know, on top of my mind of prison. 
But beside that, I think even like what leading light bulbs to Worcester or South Africa in general was, I would also liken it to what YWAM is doing, you know, youth with a mission in Worcester. They have almost the same idea, the same style of, you know, bringing new ideas into leaders, especially new people that want to go into ministry. So yeah. as I see that we're doing all those workshops and training, I was just thinking about some of the things that YWAM has actually taught me, which looks mm -hmm. almost familiar and all those things. So I think leading light and looking at I'm hearing from communities and people that attended and others that couldn't make it to the to the workshop or the training, everybody was just telling me, Oh, we heard what happened, how when I when is leading light coming back again and all those things. And some people were telling me that look, it's because we don't have money. That's why we didn't register, but we heard what happened. Please, when next is coming, let us know. So I think there is hope. Then beside that, what Peter said, Peter, Peter Titus, he was actually telling me that people in the corporate, in the government level, you know, uh, seems to be interested because he shared the ideas and everything with them. So he was actually saying that, okay, maybe the next living light or if anyone, if any of the living light when is communicating, he's mm -hmm. going to inform, you know, people from the municipality and other stakeholders to be part of it and things like that. So it has been a blessing and we appreciate it. Awesome, awesome. Thank you all for sharing your testimonial. Please, if you have any question, you can ask too. So um, thank you. Thank you for sharing your testimony. Uh, okay, so let, let's go to- Can I share something? Oh yes, please. Mm -hmm. I would please like to come to, to Chicago before I turn 70. Okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> the Lord, the Lord is faithful. He will, he will fulfill the, the, the there, desires there, there of must be no, There must be no COVID nineteen. Yes, you got it. Which leads us to the next thing right now. So we know what is happening in the world right now. I know in South Africa, they they just moved to phase four, right, of the lockdown. In right, so. Based on what has been happening in the world, COVID-19 and all that, what are your, what, what are you guys seeing? You know, I don't want us to just look from the perspective of, oh, there's trouble in the world and all that. But what is the Lord saying to you about what this time means for you and what it means for the world? Pastor George, if you can go first this time around. For, for me, even in the time where we are right now, is, for me is to preparation. You know, I, we don't know what's coming after COVID-19. So, so for me, myself, I think the Lord is telling me is prepare. So I need to prepare when it comes to my, when it comes to the word of God, when it comes to the kingdom of God, when it comes to my personal life and my family, I need to prepare and gradually work my way out of COVID-19. So when COVID-19 hit, I'll be better off after COVID-19 than what I'm in COVID-19. And I think that is what the Lord is encouraging me to make us, to make me see that it is time for, it's a time God we have to prepare for yes. what God wants to do in our lives. This is so it's a time of preparation. preparation. So the word from, for you is prepare, prepare. So you are taking everything to just use this time to prepare because something is going to happen after COVID-19. Yes. There's a post-COVID-19 world. And yes. those who use this time to prepare are the ones that be able to navigate that world better. So that's, yes. that's very powerful. Thank you for sharing. Uh, um, uh, the other panelists can go. Sure. 
Any one of you can go. Uh, what, what, I mean, what is God speaking to you about this time, this season? I think uh, this panel is okay. waiting for me, really. <laughs> I think yeah. they're waiting for me. Go on. I think, I think at this time of the COVID-19, God is, is waking us up to mm. get back to reality. Life mm. is too fast. We Life have, is too fast. Hmm. It's too fast. So mm. now with COVID-19, God is making us calmer mm. to come into our inside and look at what is there. Mm -hmm. What can we do to, to help the next person that's in crisis? Everybody's very vulnerable at the moment because they are scared. But you know what? This time God is using really um, to bring us closer to each other, mm. yeah. to know each other, to get mm -hmm. to know each other. First yeah. of all, yourself, your connection mm -hmm. with God, but also to see what your neighbor need. Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. usually you will just carry on. Now I'm so aware of somebody that's ill. Mm -hmm. So this this time with the COVID-19 is really bringing awareness mm -hmm. to care for other people, mm -hmm. you know, and waking us up and say, listen, you must look at your neighbor. You must look mm -hmm. at your grandchildren. You must look at your children. In fact, mm -hmm. I got a, I've, a new grandson was born for me. Wow. On April, on April 14. Congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> grandmother for the first time. And that makes Congrats. me proud. Thank you. So yeah. closeness. Become more aware of what you're doing. Where you're heading. Realize your purpose. I think that is what COVID-19 brings together for me. Thank you very much. Before we go ahead, I would just like to say something quick for those who are watching us on Facebook. Uh, we just finished talking about the Living Life Training and its impact on the people. Uh, these are panelists. Uh, they are all based in South Africa. And uh, they, they went through the Living Life Training and it had a great impact on them. Uh, I want you to know if you are watching and you want to know more about the Living Life Training, we are having what we call an open house. Uh, a free open house where you can we can partake in the living life training from wherever you are in the world, in your house, on your couches. We're having what we call the virtual open house on May 23. And you can indicate your interest by going to openhouse.theleadinglight.org. Openhouse.theleadinglight.org. The link is going to be... Uh, be put in under this under the comments. You can go there and just give us your information, and we're going to contact you. You can enjoy the living life training uh, wherever you are, virtually. Just a part of it, just for you to have a taste of it. All right. So, uh, Fred. So, what? What will that be like? Will that be like? First of all, that be like, like, like freshening up. Yes. 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 That's good. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, um, Freddie. So, what? What yeah. got? saying to you about you know now in this season for me i think god is saying to me get ready to be launched as mm. church you know we right all over the world you know we've we've been raised or we grew up with this perception that you are going to church on a sunday you know and now that the buildings are closed church has left the building you know so so this time for me personally god is saying to me personally this is a time of rest you know not mm. 
not resting because you're tired, you know, resting mm-hmm. because it needs to give you fresh ideas, it needs to give you fresh anointing, fresh, yeah. you know, everything, you know, so it's a time to refresh, but to mm-hmm. after COVID-19 to be launched as church, mm-hmm. because yeah. the, the world is in a mess right now, you know, mm-hmm. and who's got the answer? The church has the answer. You know, and yeah. we we are the church, so we we need to be ready by the end of COVID nineteen. We need to be ready to be launched into the world as mm-hmm. as church to give yeah. the world the answers that they are looking yeah. for, not not the the comfort that they want, but the mm-hmm. answers that they need, the, the, yeah. the answers that they need, not the things that they want to hear, but what is God saying to them um, mm-hmm. about their own lives and about. I mean, I've never seen people come together like 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 right now. You know, mm-hmm. church is church is displaying church in our yeah. communities. You know, mm-hmm. I've never seen people come together. You know, even people that didn't like each other for years, they're coming together and they're serving. You know, mm-hmm. they're serving. They are being church. They're displaying church, and the mm-hmm. church needs to be ready after COVID nineteen to be launched into the nations and and yeah. to be church mm-hmm. out there. You know, to mm-hmm. reach even more people. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we lost Claire. Hopefully, we will get her back. Um, so, uh, Tim, yeah. Uh, so, what's God speaking to you at this time? Ah, uh, so many things. <laughs> uh, well, I, the, the same thing that uh, other people have been saying was exactly what God is speaking to me because. To me, I was thinking it's gonna be like a lighter thing that maybe within two weeks or or some days we're gonna get over it and everybody will go back to life and, and get back to work. But all of a sudden, here comes the lockdown and extension of the lockdown and days upon days and people are dying and all those things. So the shock came then and I I, I see the face of God too and I say okay. What are you saying exactly, you know, in this mm. time? And God spoke a lot of things which which wakes me up and makes me to think about my life in general and say, okay, mm-hmm. if that should come now, what am I going to say, you know, and mm. things like that. So it really wakes me up and makes me to think and look deeper into myself and say, okay, what am I here for? Am I actually, mm. you know, serving the will of God or if God called me for a purpose, am I actually busy with what God calls me to do? You know. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the both sides. Even if God did not call me, you know, what am I doing to better, you know, the life of people that are around me and all those things. So those are serious things that I've been seriously thinking about. They're not looking at how everybody comes together. Just like mm-hmm. Freddie said. We see the Muslims, the Hindu, the Buddhists. Every one of us comes together and see that, okay, how do we bring this thing down? How do we stop this from growing? So that really mm-hmm. speaks a lot to me that we are one and we are one in one spirit. And uh, mm-hmm. whatever comes against human race, the world mm-hmm. will stand up for it. And Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So it's been a time. So all of you, you share different perspectives. It's been a time of rest. It's been a time of rejuvenation. It's a time to prepare. Um, it's, uh, it's a time to reevaluate, you know, what you really, what life is all about, what you really think. It's a time to serve. It's also a time that God is bringing people together, that God is using this time uh, for his glory. Uh, so at peace, if you have a question, uh, do, do you want to ask? 
Um, I don't have any questions as of right now. Okay. All right. So my next question will now be you personally at this time, uh, what are some things that you are doing as a leading light uh, to reach out to people, to minister to people at this time where God has placed you? In what, no matter how little it is, it's just to encourage other people about what we can do, you know, to be light. Well, um, let me go first. To be, to be, to be brutally honest, um, I'm not really doing anything. Uh, um, uh, I, I had a son. I have a son that was um, uh, staying in in Toba, close to Worcester, you know. And it's mm -hmm. a son that was born before I came to George. And mm -hmm. um, you know, he sort of made contact with me last year in November. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I I haven't seen him since he was four years old. And mm -hmm. um, you know, he made contact with me on Facebook, and we arranged the meeting. And he came for the holiday in December, and. So we, you know, what we were personally doing now, just before the lockdown, the, the schools closed. Um, so we went to go pick him up and he was going to come for the holiday. And then, uh, but he was in foster care. You know, he was in foster care since the age of two um, because his mother ended up on the streets with him and they put him in foster care. Okay. And I had no contact with him because they, the mother told the social workers I was killed in a car accident. So um, this boy went through a lot of things, you know, he went through so many things in his life. And um, so now he's made contact with his dad and, you know, we, we, we sort of building a relationship, you know, and he said that when he came here, he actually for the first time in his life experienced what is a family like, you know, what a family is like, how is the family supposed to operate. But he was here for two weeks and when we faced him now in March, he actually came permanently. So he's living with us now, and um, so we've got a fourth child in the house. He's 15 years old, beautiful young man, and um, we sort of taking this time to build a relationship with him. Um, you know, we pray together, we teach him about the Bible, we teach him about God. Um, those are not things that he that he really um, had in his life before. He never had uh, the 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 privilege to have a family that love him. You know, um, when we give him hugs, you can see it. When we give him hugs, he doesn't want to let you go. You know, because yeah. he's never experienced what a hug feel like. You know, yeah. and he's now he's now experiencing what what our family is like. You know, and what what a father is like and a mother. He doesn't have his mother, so he calls yeah. my wife mom. You know, and it, it, it's so good. You know, my my family, my my other children just welcome him. You know, into mm -hmm. the family, and we had a discussion on on Easter weekend. You know, we mm -hmm. we we had communion and we washed each other's feet. And you know, I said to them, you know, they didn't have to accept him, you know, because he's another mm -hmm. woman's child. But they they just opened their hearts, and they just welcome yeah. him into the family. You know, um, we last year also in November we we had to move. You know, house mm -hmm. our house where we that we rented was sold, so we're staying in a different area now. And yeah, mm -hmm. the <laughs> we've got neighbors that don't really like us, you know, because we're not mixing. Really. We, we, um, we're not people that, that mix with everybody, you know. We are very careful on how we choose our friends, you know. We and we 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 stay away from people that that parties every weekend and drink and carry on, you know. Um, so we sort of the, I don't know what they think of us, but I, I mean I don't care what they think of us, but you know we sort of you know just focus on the family in this time. 
um, there's many things that we that we discovering about each other, you know. So we 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 learning more things about each other because we got the time now to do it. When 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 we're in ministry, you know, we're always busy and we're always running around and we're always helping other people, you know. Mm-hmm. And and for me, since the lockdown, I think the first two weeks of the lockdown wasn't really for me that bad um, because I didn't really obey the rules, you know. I wanted to I went to the office, you know, because the whole building is empty. But um, since then, since the, the third week, you know, I decided, let, let me take this time and, and get to know my family a bit more, get to know my kids a bit more. Let, let, let me find out what, what's going on in their heads, you know, try to find out what's going on, how they're thinking about lockdown, how they're thinking about their purpose. So we've been, we, that's what we've been doing since lockdown started. Besides the, the movies and besides the baking and all that, we've, you know, we, we've, we've really sat down a mom, number of times when we either when we're having supper in the evening and then we ask questions you know we talk to each other we look each other in the eye and we talk to each other for the first time in many years you know because in ministry when we busy ministry you sort of get lost you know you sort of mm-hmm. live past one another you don't connect with each other and the, the, the lockdown has, has really given me a chance to reach out to my kids you know, we, yeah. you know, the, the organization that I run is, I call it the ministry, other people call it a charity, you know, and I always say charity begins at home, you know, I cannot, mm-hmm. I cannot, I cannot minister effectively to kids in schools if I don't, if I can't minister to my own kids, you know, so, so I, I've taken this time to reach out to them. To, to look after them, to minister to them, to be an example to them. And you know what? My eldest son gave me a shocking revelation. <laughs> I, I, I felt so proud when he said to me that I've, I've always been his best um, example of what a Christian should look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that was a very proud moment for me because I never thought he looked at me like that. And mm-hmm. because I make many mistakes, I get angry mm-hmm. sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. and I and I and I neglect them sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. especially when I when I minister away from home, out of town for for, for days, and then yeah. I don't I don't video call them or I don't you know send a message. So I do have mistakes, but it, that was a revelation for me. You know, um, mm-hmm. getting to know that what he's thinking like. You know, and even yeah. the other one, the fifteen year old one. You know, we 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 know nothing about him, so we started getting to know him. I've used this time because I don't, after lockdown is finished, I'm not going to have this time again, you know, but mm-hmm. what I'm learning, what I'm learning during the lockdown now is to make time, you know, to, yeah. there, there are things that I keep myself busy with, but there are, there are times mm-hmm. that I have to sit down, get quiet yeah. and sit with him and talk with him. Mm-hmm. You know? So, so yeah. yeah. And so the other, the only other thing that I'm, that I'm doing besides that reaching out to people outside is via email. You know, mm-hmm. I, I help the other brands, I send them, because they don't have access to email right now. So that's yeah. what I'm doing there. I'm helping them when they feed people there. I share yeah. it on Facebook because they send me the photos. I put it on our Facebook page. And that is it. That is it. Yeah. Now, further yeah. on, further on, I'm just I'm just reaching out to my brother when they need help and, uh-huh. and, 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 and my children. So that's what I'm focusing mm-hmm. on now. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have uh, Claire back. We lost that for a moment. But we are glad that uh, she's back. Thank you for sharing. That's very powerful, uh, Freddie. And you said you were not doing anything. You, you are doing a lot. <laughs> you are doing so much. You know, you are. Well, well, you know, the, the story of, of, you know, of your son, you know, just 
I mean, just touched me, like experiencing a father again and your family, the way you are bonding. I mean, it's everything. You, you have a, a children's ministry, youth ministry, right? Yes, yes. But it all starts from home. It all starts from yes. home. And so you are, you, are, you are doing a lot to bless people at this time. Thanks for sharing. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Uh, so let's go to the next person. So what are you doing at this time? Um, any one of you can go. I mean, uh, me, George, here. Uh, when it comes to the leading lights and after leading lights, for me, what stood out from leading lights was this, the phrase kingdom. Yeah. We are to be, them, as, as I believe, we are the solution or the answer to the world as, yeah. as the church. So mm -hmm. what I've been talking about, even if it's con connect, being connected to leading lights, the ministers, it's the, mm -hmm. the reason, the purpose is the kingdom. Mm -hmm. I yeah. talk kingdom. Whenever I speak to people, I'm talking about the kingdom of God. Are we are mm -hmm. ambassadors? Are we are to take over this world with the principles mm -hmm. and the knowledge of God, the precepts of God? And I think yeah. even what I minister in church with individuals is kingdom, the principle mm -hmm. of the kingdom. How we are to live the kingdom? How we are to live the kingdom laws? How we are to mm -hmm. do things the way God wants us to do things? And and I think when it comes to to leading lives, that is what I'm doing. I'm I'm talking about the kingdom to individuals and I mm -hmm. make people make make people try to make people believe and understand that we are not here to pass through. We are here to establish the kingdom of God. And, oh, and yeah. that is what is occupying my everything is talking mm -hmm. about the kingdom of God to occupy. I mean, yeah. if we are children of the most high God, we, there, there need to come a time in our lives where we need mm -hmm. to show that we are children of God. We many yeah. times as believers, we don't know the laws of the kingdom. We don't know the kingdom and we operate as purpose. We don't know what to do as kingdom citizens, no? Mm -hmm. But but that is my 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 operation right now is the yeah. kingdom laws, the kingdom principle. Tell talk yeah. to others about the principles of the kingdom. Yeah. But that is what stood out for me after leading lights. And this is mm -hmm. what I practice now, the principle of the kingdom of God. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. That's powerful. The kingdom, kingdom focus, doing kingdom stuff. Um, Tim? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> I, I, I just want to, like like what everybody has said, is looking at, you know, my organization in Worcester mm -hmm. and um, saying that even people who are called missionaries, you know, out of the missionary don't seem to have much, but there is a box that was kept in the dining, you know, mm -hmm. that each one of us is supposed to bring in something and drop there. And mm -hmm. I think from those things that they had, that was dropped in that box is was taken into community, you know, to mm -hmm. help those who are in need and all those things. Apart from other people that, you know, other places, other farm people around Worcester that brought mm -hmm. stuffs into the base, even within them themselves, even within the missionaries, they were able to create a little place whereby whatever you have that you want to reach out to with to other people that, that are in need, you know, people are dropping things. So that shows me a lot of things about what it means to be a leading light. You know, yeah. you are the light and you are leading, you know. Yeah. So so that speaks a lot of things to me. Then uh, my brother called me yesterday and he was telling me the same thing too. I was shocked when he called me and he mm -hmm. said, okay, I'll just send some money to our brothers in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. I said, do they call you? He said, no, nobody called me. I just felt 
that this time is a time of need and we have to reach out to each one of ourselves. So he just sent money and my junior brother was just weeping because things were so bad and, um, uh, you know, there's no money to buy food and all those things. So all this just keep reminding me about what living light is teaching us and what mm -hmm. living light is supposed to be, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, you're yeah. supposed to be a light out there and, and live. So, mm -hmm. so, so, so that really stood out for me. But personally, I've been praying, you know. Yeah. I've been support of other people and I've been talking to other people who are living with HIV, who are mm -hmm. thinking about what COVID-19 will do to them. And mm -hmm. then we're asking, you know, how is it going to be um, on ARVs? What is going to happen to us? Is this thing going to mm -hmm. affect us? If I happen to have COVID-19 now, what is going to happen to me and all those things? So those are people that I've been speaking to and encouraging them. Then I go on the internet also. I've been doing a lot of webinars where, you know, you hear about people telling us about, okay, this is what is happening with people living with HIV, and this is what they should do, and this is what they should be careful of. Mm -hmm. So basically, I've been somehow trying to reach out and educate the people that try to reach out. Very good. Thank you very much. You know, somebody wrote on Facebook, it said, religious leaders are powerful medium for spreading information. Please help spread to the world that coronavirus is real and we should all obey scientific advice. Um, then somebody was asking what time the open house is um, for the leading life training. It's going to start at 9 a.m. Um, you know, it's a Saturday. So that's 9 a.m. Uh, CST, uh, Central Time, Chicago Time. But if you fill the form um, at openhouse.theleadinglife.org, we'll get all the information across to you about how it's going to take place on May 23rd. So thank you for asking uh, that question. All right, so Claire, so what are you doing at this time as a leading light in South Africa? A microphone. Oh, I think you are muted. Let me unmute you. Yes, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, now. I, mm -hmm. I want to stand in the center of the community and I want to shine my light all over, mm -hmm. not just yeah. one part, everywhere. Mm -hmm. And um, the leading lights taught me really to shine. Mm -hmm. I'm shining mm -hmm. so that people can see God in me. Okay, sometimes you lose your temper, you know, you do lose your temper sometimes, and I do, and I'm, I'm, I'm admitting that, but then you go, we all get do, quiet. we all do, yeah, and things, and things become clear that you were actually now, especially when you're tired, mm -hmm. then you want to be left alone, yeah, that is the, that is the me time, you need your me yeah. time to recap, mm -hmm. And I, I just want to correct something. I said my grandson was born on the 14th of April. That wasn't 14th of April. That was the 14th of, of February. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> on the, we understand. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. But I'm, I'm totally relaxed in the program now. And I mean, I just lost, I just ran out of uh, data. Okay, okay. So that is why I was off in a way, and I, my granddaughter had to come and help me get back on. 
Okay. Okay. Good. So yeah, awesome. it's good to have it's good to have to have a grandchildren. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. So we're getting close to the end of this. Um, I wanted us to talk about South Africa, state of the nation. Um, first of all, what's going on in South Africa? Number two, I would like you guys, you know, a lot of people watching, when they hear South Africa, they think of xenophobia. That's what, you know. Now, you guys are, apart from team, you all are South Africans. And we came to South Africa, you welcomed us so well. We're so received. We're so blessed. But most people who are outside, they think, oh, South Africa, don't go to South Africa. Those people are xenophobic and all that. I want you guys to speak to the people that are watching from different nations now. What is really going on in South Africa? What is the heart of South African, uh, you know, especially towards people, foreigners, uh, you know, the gospel and all that? And uh, any one of you can go first. I think, I think South Africa is one of the best countries when it comes to the open heart for foreigners. Oh. Just like in every other country, things are happening sporadically. It's happening here, it's happened there. Uh, there are individuals who, who, who got negative attitudes toward people that are not South African. And, and I think South Africans, most of South Africans think that we are not Africans. You know, that's mm. our problem. We think yeah. we are South African, but not African. And we mm -hmm. talk about everybody that's outside South Africa as Africans, mm -hmm. but we don't talk about us South Africans as Africans. But mm -hmm. I think we are, we are, our country is very open to anybody from oh. outside of Africa. As I said, there are individuals in certain parts of, of the country where people are getting out of hand, and it's not necessarily xenophobic. Sometimes it's foreign, foreign, and uh, maybe perhaps a, a foreign individual that hurt a, a lady, perhaps, and now the guys come and they gang up against him. Not everything mm -hmm. is xenophobic. I believe that if if it's xenophobia, I don't agree with it. It's not the way it, things should be done. You understand? Yeah. We should, we are, should be open for everybody. We are all Africans. We, I mean, if it's xenophobia against an American, I would understand they are outside of Africa but all Africans and we should be open to each other, especially when it comes to Africa. Yeah. But xenophobia is unacceptable in my country. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not Ayoba, it's not accepted. <laughs> Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> you all speak different languages, right? I know you speak, there's Zulu, there is Afrikaans, and each other one again. Kosa. Kosa and Zulu. Kosa, yes, Kosa. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, that is Zulu, right? And that's Zulu Kosa, as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we to all that one again. Kipedi as well. Okay, awesome. I, you know, the, the, the songs are so beautiful in all those, all those uh, languages. You know, really enjoyed when we were there. All right, so, um, Claire, do you want to talk about that, about, you know, the perception about yes, South Africa? It's not really xenophobia like the pastor said, you know. I think it's just the individual that gets um, upset with somebody from out of this country. You know that we got all these pasta shops in the area, and most of them are foreigners, and they are fine. We get along fine. 
the one is even calling me his his um what is he uh, my I'm his granny but I'm his in-law granny okay so a lot of these people we are friends with we talk to them we even call them and we we buy from these people mm-hmm. and there, there is no way that South Africa is bad at all no mm-hmm. come to the right people the right place and you will be fine we will take you places thank you thank you very much Fred uh, yeah South Africa is a great country you know um, before I met them you know and Tim probably know what I'm going to say now <laughs> well you know as a person as a person working against um, drug abuse and drug selling and all that stuff you know there's um, a lot of, I also had a misperception I think about I judged every uh, every Nigerian I judged mm-hmm. as a drug de- de- drug dealer you know mm-hmm. until I met him you know, um, he's still the he's still the only person he's still the only Nigerian person that I know that are not selling drugs. You know, mm-hmm. but but I've I've learned I've learned to to sort of not judge these people. You know, yeah. Um, I've learned to well xenophobia is is not on. You know, it's not it's not something that are, that is good. It's not going on really. But I think South Africans are really threatened. They feel oh. threatened. They're very territorial and they feel threatened about Nigerians coming in and all these other people coming in. Specifically, the reason why I think they're feeling threatened is because when when a Nigerian comes into the country or any other guy or the Chinese, they don't look for a job, they look for a business. Mm. <laughs> they they don't want to be a they don't want to be an employee, they want to be an employer, you know. Mm. You know, people feel threatened. They're taking over our jobs, but really, in my this is not my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of our people want things handed to them. They don't want to work for it. They want they want you know they want everything easy. So mm-hmm. when when a when a when a Chinese guy or a Nigerian or any foreign national gets employed in the place, they are threatened immediately, and they say these people are taking away our jobs. You know, mm-hmm. but if if you gave the job to them, they would complain about the salary is not enough and this and that and that, you know. But these other people that they're giving the jobs to, they don't complain because a job is a job, but it puts, it puts food on your table, you know. Mm-hmm. You're never going to earn enough money, you know. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much money you earn, you know, it's never going to be enough because your lifestyle will, will change the, with the more money you earn, you know. Yeah. But so, so, so South Africa is not, is not a, a xenophobic country, you know. Does this, you know, so everybody that's listening now, Come to South Africa. We'll show you a good time. <laughs> it's a beautiful place, I tell you. You know, I we have so much fun. Tim, do you want to speak to that? Oh yes. You are not South African. Yeah, I'm not South African, but 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 I, I know they 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 have such a good side of it. I'm just gonna be real here. Mm-hmm. There won't be xenophobia if something does not trigger xenophobia. Okay. So you see a lot of our brothers who are into drugs. Who are selling drugs to some of the South African youths, just as mm-hmm. Fred have said. You see some of them that are dealing with human trafficking. You see some of our brothers that are using some of South African ladies as prostitutes. You mm-hmm. see some of them that are trying to marry South African because of documents. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, drop the lady and bring in a Nigerian woman mm-hmm. as his own original wife. Mm-hmm. Then you see credit credit cards can. You see, all those bad things that goes on 
as a Nigerian, I know that this happens. So mm -hmm. those are part of the things that triggers xenophobia. Then you have posted on Facebook. Just sorry to cut you. Said team has proven has proven that they are good Nigerians. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Thank you for being a good representative for us. <laughs> so the truth is, is out there that our people at times triggers xenophobia. It's not as if I have been in South Africa for over fifteen years. Nothing has ever touched my head. I've been in Township, I've been in Kailisha, I've been in Soweto, I've been in Guguletu, I've been in Philippi. It's not been there, I stay there. And nobody has ever stopped me on the street and touched me for anything. And I walk even in the midnight, nothing has ever happened. So it keeps surprising me when other people are saying South Africans are killing, they are xenophobia and all those things. Then I want to quickly say this. This is one other that people don't know. Some of these are brothers we deal on drugs and maybe within their fraternity, some of them, one of them kill each other just because you didn't balance whatever happens. Then they take the body back to Nigeria. And what the message they sends to Nigeria is that he was killed in South Africa. They never said the fraternity mm -hmm. of the Nigeria that does drugs are the person that killed one of them. They will tell okay. he was killed in Nigeria. Then the Nigerians will think it's South yeah. Africans that killed, not knowing yeah. that the death happens amongst them. So yeah. this is the truth. And we have to say this truth that look, something triggers xenophobia, but South Africans are not xenophobic. That's it. Okay. Yeah. It's good to hear, you know, the, the perspective from people there yeah. because what you hear outside it's different. You know, people just, you know, things just spread through social media and all that. People give all kinds of interpretation and all that. But I want to say that we have been traveling to various nations. Uh, the reception that we had in South Africa was exceptional. From the airport, the people singing to receive us, <laughs> to, you know, meeting all of you and just spending time with you. I could sense no xenophobia anywhere. And South Africa, it's one of the most beautiful countries in the world. I mean, beautiful, beautiful. So if you are watching, please so don't be come. afraid to go to South Africa. Yeah, come. Everybody must just visit. come to South Africa and visit. So, so let's try to finish this thing within 10 minutes. So those of you that are watching on uh, Facebook, please, if you have any question for our panelists, please put it there. Pastor Peace will read it. Um, somebody said, I love the diverse panel. That's very good, you know, the diversity in this panel. So, uh, please post I it there. a question. Okay, good. There's a question. Um, yeah, so uh, my question is, and this can, I was going to ask this to Freddie, uh, but anyone can also answer, um, just in regards to um, generally the mental health, you know, the topic of mental health um, um, in these times in South Africa. Well, you know, people, you know, at the moment, a lot of people, you know, this uh, this lockdown and you know this the the fear of losing jobs and not having no income, you know, it's obviously it has an effect on everybody's mental health. You know, everybody is panicking, everybody is going stressing, everybody. There's even some people that are getting depressed, you know. And and I said uh, I asked this question the other day, you know, during this time, I wonder what the people are doing that hasn't, hasn't got God in their lives, you know, because me being in the nonprofit sector, you know, and not 
not receiving a fixed income every month. Mm -hmm. My income is gone as well. You know, mm -hmm. um, I'm living in a house that, that that I'm paying more for than the previous house. You know, almost mm -hmm. two thousand rand a month more. And um, last year, in the move, uh, I was in an accident with my car. You know, and mm -hmm. the combi that I came with to Worcester for the leading leg training, I had to sell it. You know, mm -hmm. because I couldn't I couldn't keep it anymore. You know, mm -hmm. because uh, um, so many things were happening, and and your mental health gets affected. But if you don't have God, you know. Some people are going to run to tablets. Some people are going to go to alcohol. Other people are going to go to drugs, you know, mm. just to cope, just to something to cope. And in the, in, the, in the end, that thing that they're running to is going to become the problem because they're not running to the, to the source. You know, they're not running to the one that sustains you, you know. So, so for me, mm -hmm. you know, um, we had to put in an application at the unemployment fund, you know. We, we got some money out and we were able to pay our rent. We were, I mean, that's the most important thing. Keep the, the, the roof above your head, you know. And, and we, we, we are able to do that. We are able, today we were able to take our kids out. You know, we, I don't have any stress. You know, I always say, if you can't do anything about the situation, there's no use stressing about it. You know, you just relax, just relax and then let God be God. You know, um, as long as I, I know, and I tell this to people that are, that are scared, you know, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm not in contact with people daily, but people ask me questions sometimes. How do you do this? And I say, you know, uh, on a daily basis, I tell people, you know, if you can't change the circumstances, don't worry about it. Let God be God, you know. But there are mm -hmm. a lot of people whose, whose mental health is affected by what's going on in the world now. If it was maybe just in one country, they wouldn't have stressed mm -hmm. so much. Or if it was only in South Africa, they would. But now it's a global thing. And everybody is worried. Everybody is, well, what are going to happen? Are they going to be able to look after their kids? You know, that's the most important thing. People are thinking about their children. What's going to, um, now the education sector as well, you know. Um, what, what's going to happen? And when there's a lot of people saying, you know, a, dead, um, a, a, a child can rather repeat another grade, but uh, not, not, I mean, you can't get sick, you know. So they, they've been crucifying the education sector, saying that you can't open the schools, you know, and people are panicking, you know, and that's, that's all affecting their mental health. I mean, if you look at um, when we were in the pharmacy yesterday, you know, and, and, and we went to go get a shield, you know, um, because we're tired of these masks, um, because you can't breathe in it, you know, so we went to go get shields, and um, people are buying tablets, you know, they're buying stress tablets. You know, and, wow. and, and relaxes, and they they buying all sorts of. Things. That's where they're running to. That's where they're running to. You know, and uh, in the yeah. time as this, I'm just yeah. glad that I have, you know, I have a loving relationship with God, and and He's my supplier. He's He's, he's the one that sustains me. You know, yeah. so 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 I am not worried at all. When I say I'm not worried, I'm not saying that um, I'm not aware of what's going on, and I'm not aware of what other people's problems. But um, for me, being in the position that I am and the ministry that I'm in, you know, God must supply. He's, he's always been faithful. He's always been faithful. We've never, you know, I mean, I'm in this ministry for 15 years now. And, and not one day, not one day has God not supplied, you know. He's always come through, never late, never late. You're always on time, you know. Um, and I want to say also, you know, sometimes we... We, we pray for, to God for, for money, um, you know, to, to come in so we can pay our rent and we pay our telephone and all the stuff. But sometimes God doesn't send you the money, 
You know, he, he, he comes the landlord. He, he keeps the landlord off your case. You know, the landlord doesn't bother you. Hey, when are you going to pay your rent? You know, your your telephone, they don't cut your, te- you, they don't cut your line. You know, that is the way that God intervenes as well. You know, but, but I mean, people that don't have God, what are they putting their trust in? You know, yeah. that, that's, that's my question. Uh, so you are going to stress, you are, and it's going to affect your, your mental health. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, peace. Do you want to see one more people? That's fine. Um, no, that's fine. Unless there's no other questions, unless you okay. have one. Yeah. All right. So, so we're going to be bringing it to a close. So now what I want you all to speak to, we lost Claire again. Maybe our data, you know, went off again. Um, what I want you all to speak to now is, as we exit this conversation, um, so South Africa, we know the state of South Africa. Um, how, as kingdom people now, going looking forward now, as leading lights, how, what do you see that we can do? What, how do you see us making the most difference upon the nation at this time, based on your perspective that God has given you? I think, uh, I mean, uh, from experience and from what people said after the training, I think leading life should come again. But this time around, I don't know how it's going to be. Maybe Freddie and Pastor George are there. So we, I'm thinking, I, I think the leadership or maybe community leaders need a lot of leading life training, you know. So we can use them as a resource back into their community because there are so many things that is going on down there, you know, and to bring them down to a, a, a particular place for training and mentoring is always a hard thing to do. And it's very cost effective. So if we find a way to like find some community leaders, church pastors, uh, NPO leaders and all those things, and even some stakeholders and bring them together to leading life training, yeah. then I think we will be able to do well. But it has to be a continuous thing. It's not something that it goes and stop for a year and come back one year. So I think the moment the building that leaves, then other people should take the button and keep going with it. You know, so that's the way we can make it more effective. Thank you. There are, there are so many people that keep coming into the country and do training and they disappear and the whole thing just dies yeah. off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, Pastor George. I think I agree with what Tim said. I, I think uh, more leading like seminars should be out here in Worcester. Uh, and one of the other things that I think we should that should be done is that we as individuals, we should be trained so that we can become an extension of you uh, from the headquarters, become an extension. So we can come after this conferences, after the seminars, so we can go and continually meet maybe on a, on. Zoom or Facebook platform, even with now with the corona, or after that, just meet maybe uh, once a quarter or whatever, mm-hmm. just meet so we can find plans and ways that we can go into the communities and have smaller groups where we can go and spread leading lights. So leading lights for me should become practical in our communities yes. as a way forward. That's what I would love to say. Thank you. And we I'm should ready. be, yeah. not that Quite. we are not, but with, with, with you guys coming back again, giving us proper uh, coaching or uh, training so we can go in and see our, in us as individuals go into our communities and go okay. present leading lights and we become small particles of leading lights in South Africa and yeah. even in Africa. Uh, 
And that's the plan. You know, we're working on a train the trainer uh, module now that we can deliver online. So, you know, we, we can gather people that are ready to train it, provide materials and everything, just take them through how we do it virtually and then they can go into uh, various places. We're also working on our learning management system so that we can deliver the leading life training everywhere by cell phone, by all that. We're recording videos and all that. So, so that's very uh, prescient and prophetic. Thank you. Thank you, team and um, Pastor John. And I think one quick thing, I think the partnership is very important also. Yeah. So once leading life is coming, any community that we're going to, there must be a partnership with other stakeholders or community NGOs that are existing there. Yes. It makes it yeah. more impactful. So. Thank you. Jo um, so I said George, because you are from Georgia, uh, Freddie. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, what, what Tim and Pastor George said, you know, that I agree with that totally. And, um, you know, luckily here in George, there's a guy here in George that um, are very connected to the, the church leaders, you know, the various church leaders all over the city. Um, we personally, as a ministry, we belong to a few um, groups as well, where we sit down in meetings and planning and stuff, you know. And there's a lot of community workers, there's a lot of community organizations here. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be a problem to get them all together for, for a seminar, you know, for, for leading life training. Um, but I would like to say, you know, um, we, we don't have to wait until then. We can start now. You know? yes. and we can start with our neighbor. We can start yeah. with the neighbor, you know. You don't have to go far. You can just start with a neighbor, but but definitely, you know, uh, leading like, like I said last year, the next time you come, you're coming to George. Yeah. You know, we don't know if it's going to be this year, but when, when it, yeah, it's going to be soon. Yes, you know, yes so I we, know. We need to, we need to, you know, we need to launch this thing because, um, you know, I would, I personally would like to, to do something like this with, with our youth, you know, because yes. I mean, it means so much for me, you know, and our youth are living like they have no purpose. You know, they they just coming and going and going with the flow. You know, they absolutely have no purpose. You know, and and leading life training is going to give them that. Yeah, you know, something to look for. Yeah. Wow. Thank you all so much. Thank you so much for sharing. So, um, we are going to be bringing these things to a close. Let me quickly make the announcement again. Uh, the panelists, uh, the people that have been sharing their experiences and encouraging us and speaking to us. Uh, these are wonderful people who have taken some. They, they just took some time off. They are rest time. It's late in South Africa now. I think it's up, it's over. It's up 10 p.m. above 10 p.m. Right, it's about 10 13 p.m. right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> but they took the time to come and share with us. It's afternoon here in Chicago, and I know it's you know different times in different parts of the world. Um, they these are people who are working in their divine purpose. They are using what God has given them to serve their communities. And they, are, they all went through the Leading Life training, um, a training that we organized here in Chicago and that we take to different places, different nations to organize. It's a training that, uh, that is organized by the Life Development Center, um, which is a, a nonprofit um, based here in Chicago, you know, that was started out of the City Light Church, um, which you know, I, my wife and I pastor. Uh, so the, the Life Development Center has a, a, uh, a bunch of people, staff, volunteers, interns that are constantly working. Even during this time, they are working right now. Uh, they are the ones that put this thing together. Uh, they are working at this very moment. They are working on different things to create learning experiences, to minister to people in the community through food and other things. So the Life Development Center 
organizes the leading life training here and in different parts of the world. And right now, well, one of the things, one of the projects we're working on right now is what we call the virtual leading lights. Uh, we want to be able to deliver this leading lights training anywhere at any time uh, that people can take it at their own pace and uh, people can also take it and interact wherever they are. So we are doing what we call the virtual open house, the first of its kind, leading lights wherever you are, any nation, any place to, to have a taste of it. It's not the full leading lights training. But we just want to give you a part of it free. Just enjoy a part of the module. Uh, I think that one of the most critical modules, the discovery module of the leading life training. And it's going to be on May 23rd, starting at 9 a.m. It's going to be delivered virtually. But you have to register for it or you to be a part of it. To register for it, it costs you nothing. Go to openhouse.theleadinglight.org. Openhouse dot the leading light org and please help us spread the word share this video share that link tell people to join it doesn't matter where you are where you are located you can come in and we're going to have a great time i want to thank thank our panelists thank you so much for coming we're still going to have more discussions more discussions this is just uh, the beginning this is just the beginning before we go i would just like each of you just one minute less than one minute just say your last the last word that you like to say to our audience just one minute quick, you know, what's the last word you like to give our audience before we sign off? I, I, I mean, if I can come in here, I would, everybody watching, I want them to, I want to encourage them to partake in the leading lights uh, training. It is worth it. It will change their lives. It sets my life and I believe many others' lives on a new course, a new direction. It makes us see new things, makes us see things of the kingdom that we haven't saw before. And, and I want to encourage people to get on board on the 23rd of May and get on board so you, you can be exposed to new information with regards to the kingdom of God. Thank you. And sir. I want to thank you. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Um, Freddie? Uh, I would, you know, like to say, um, thank you for this, for this um, opportunity to be part of this. Um, it's really, really amazing. Um, this is not something that I thought I would ever be a part of, but uh, thank you to, to Tim for inviting us to, to the Leading Lights training last year and inviting us to you guys. And I want to I want to say to every listener that, or every person that's watching right now, um, don't worry about what's going on around the world or what's going on around you. Um, just keep on putting your faith in God. Put your trust in God. He is a God that never changes you know he never changes he, he if he says he will provide he will provide and i want to encourage every person that's watching if you don't have that relationship with god yet the, 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 the decision to start that relationship that is the best choice you can ever make yeah. the, the, um, mark twain said this that um, the two most important dates in your life in every person's life is the day you were born and the day you find out why yeah. And when you come to this, when you do this leading life training, when you attend it, mm -hmm. you will find out why. You will find out that why. And that is actually when you start really living. That is when you start really living. When you walk into your purpose, you discover your purpose. That is when you start living. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's powerful. Tim? Yes, uh, my, 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 my answer would be, uh, if you ever feel you want to come close to God in a secular way, in an understanding way, I think Living Light is the place for you to come because 
you need to see what happened while we were having our training last time. There are some flair of a DJ and some dancing and, <laughs> and everybody was hyped and people danced and everybody was free to be themselves. And I think that really makes everybody to be able to open up, you know, it doesn't like stifle us and say, okay, ah, the whole thing here is holiness mm. and all those things. But it was kind of open. So I, I, I would advise you, if you really want to be part of this, register, come and join us, and let's see how we can take the world to another level. Amen. Thank you very much. Peace, do you have a word, a last word before Absolutely. we sign out? Sign well, you know, I wasn't expecting to be a part of this broadcast, but, you know, um, honor and thanks everyone for being here with us from South Africa. Um, we continue looking forward to meeting with you guys and working with you guys. Like we said during the training, we're family now. And so we'll continue to be family. We'll continue to support each other at the Life Development Center. We are also working on, you know, some major things that will um, kind of fuse that um I guess that trajectory that we talk about when we talk talks about family. And so uh, we'll talk more about that later. And thank you. Can you tell people to follow the Life Development Center on Facebook and on Instagram, uh, the address, uh, how people that want to, uh, to follow us on Instagram? Uh, so unfortunately, I don't know if I know that off the top of my head, but follow us on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> at the Life Development Center. You can find us on Facebook at the Life Development Center. Uh, just type in the Life Development Center and you'll find us um, on Instagram and also on Twitter. For Instagram, yes, for Instagram, it's uh, it's the Life Development Center. And then for Twitter, it's, uh, I think it, it was a little bit shortened. So I can't remember, but you'll find us. You'll find us on that. Hey, let me help you. Dr. So Facebook.com. Facebook.com slash CityLightLDC. That is the Light Development Center page. <laughs> Facebook.com or FB.com slash CityLightLDC as in Light Development Center. That's the Light Development Center page. Please follow us so that you can see more of the things that we're doing. Also follow us on Instagram. It is at the Life Development Center.org. Sorry, at the Light Development Center, not at the Light Development Center on um, on instagram so please follow us we'll give you more information about about us thank you so much for joining uh, we appreciate you we're going to be back next week um monday we're going to be doing some individual interviews and then on friday we're going to be back with a panel from another nation and we're going to continue this series the state of the nations thank you so much uh, pastor george thank you so much our uh, bro uh, brother freddie thank you so much brother tim thank you so much claire Thank you so much uh, to um, Tomelelo. Yeah, and Pel Lubisi, Mr. Lubisi. <laughs> Ooh, you know, he tried so much to join us, but you know, you know, some, yeah. some things with the network. But we really want to appreciate all of you in South Africa. Please keep on doing the work of the Lord. Stay strong, stay safe. Uh, if you need to stay home, stay home. Spread the word, share this video. Uh, tell people, invite some of your friends also to join the open house, you know, to just go register for the open house uh, from South Africa. I thank you so much and I appreciate you. Yes, please. You want to say something? I'm going to say, um, Freddie and uh, Pastor George, you can get some of those youth, you know, to come yes. in for that open house. You know, we yeah. have a 
a watch party with them. Okay. So panelists, you stay on. I'll tell you when we are off Facebook. I'm going to say bye-bye to our Facebook audience and I'll let you guys know when we're off Facebook. Off Facebook. So Facebook audience, thank you for joining us. We'll be back again with the Light 360 broadcast. I hope you've been blessed. Share the video. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Globe Podcast. We trust you were blessed and inspired. For more content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.